Rock 106.9, it is Tuesday, which means it's New Turd Tuesday. Coming up at 9 o'clock, you're getting new BB Rexa, whoever the hell that is, featuring Florida Georgia Line. That's a top 40 song. And then your country song will actually be done by Lady Annabellum. And then Fantone, we have picked the Foo Fighters as the rock act this week because we are giving away Foo Fighters tickets all week. As a matter of fact, we are also doing an internet pre-sale for Foo Fighters tickets. That will start this morning at 10 a.m. on the station's Facebook page. Uh, Foo Fighters at Blossom, dude. That's just going to be a good show. Middle of summer, middle of like exactly when the heat's going to be at the right temperature. Dude, it's going to be summertime. There's going to be like, you know, thousands upon thousands of people out in the lawn singing along. It's going to be a great time. It really will. July 25th is when that show goes down at Blossom. And uh, they've got an amazing array now of like craft beer selections at Blossom now. I, uh, dude, I can't wait for this show. I'm a huge, Huge fan of the Foo Fighters. I cannot wait for that. Also, uh, I'm interested to hear their new song. The Sky is a Neighborhood is the name of that. So we'll get into that at 930. Buddy, so I went home yesterday after the show. And uh, I cleaned up the apartment a little bit and I did some things. And then I was like, all right. I mean, uh, let's watch some television, right? And I kind of wanted to get away from the Robert Mueller investigation and all that for a little while. I knew I was going to have to read a lot about it last night. Right. And so I was like, let me spend my afternoon kind of getting away from this stuff, staying away from Facebook and Twitter and the like. And so I was like, all right, we've been talking about it the last couple of days on the program and all that. And, you know, people have been waiting for the second season to come out. So I was like, let me start Stranger Things season two. Right here we are right before Halloween. Seems like the perfect thing. Let's, you know, do this weird, somewhat scary, strange show. Right. Seems like the perfect time of year for that. That's why they released it right now. So you start season two and they give you like, I don't know if it's like a two, maybe three minute recap of season one. Okay. And that's good because I kind of forget what season I forgot one. everything that I, I you know, I mean I remember the general gist of it, but I'm sure some of the finer points of the of the story I, I forgot about. So I watched that and it's just built into the first part of like Okay. The the, the you know the first episode, first episode of season okay. two. And you can choose to skip it, but I chose not to. It was like, all right, well let me watch this. And I'll be honest with you. Watching that made me hate season one, not get excited about season two. Really? Yeah, because I was watching, I was like, oh my god, does that look awful and cheesy. Like, that looks terrible. You liked season one while season one was on. I did. Okay. And so I watched the first episode of season two. I will not be going any further. Like, I legitimately was bored the entire way through that show. Like, the entire way. What happened here? Because I think it's me. I was going to say, if it was just a bad episode one and you were like, ah, it was boring, that'd be one thing. But the fact that you watched a recap and was like, oh, that sucks. What happened? Like, dude, the aliens coming through the wall and like talking with lights and all that stuff. Like it just, I don't know what it was, but it was like, honestly, I think I do know. I'm going to be honest with you. I was sober on the couch yesterday. I was like, oh my God, is this bad? Now, there is a listener who I talked to. Like via Facebook a lot. Like we interact a lot. I don't know why, but he and I like will you know message back and forth about a lot. And he said to me, and I think he's right. He's like, dude, I think this is just you. He's like, other than Mindhunter, which is on Netflix too, which is so good. He's like, tell me the last thing you've watched on TV that you liked. That is true. He's like, because you don't like anything anymore, dude. You just don't like. And I was like, you know what? Honestly, I I think he's right. 
Because every day I go home and go, cut the cord, cut the cord, cut the cord. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons why I won't cut the cord right now is because I owe the cable company money. And I don't want to have to pay them to cancel my service. Like, I'm going to give them their money. Obviously, right. you have to at Today, some point. Today's payday. You can probably get that taken care but of. But that's one of the reasons why I won't do it. I He's right. I can't think, outside of Mindhunter, I can't think of the last like thing on a screen I watched and was impressed with. Yeah, I mean, even like... Game, I hate it. Game of Thrones, you had such a, such a you know... Couldn't wait for it. Hated dude, it. Dude, had a Stansberry erection over that thing, dude. For like months, you were just like, no, bro, dude, Game of Thrones, Dragon Jump, coming it. back. And the season and then, was terrible. Right. And then it just, it turned into... And now don't get me wrong, I think other people have said the season wasn't as good. It wasn't as nobody good. nobody was coming out, you know, Hellfire and Brimstone like you. Like, no, nope, whole thing I'm sucks. over it. I'm over it. Like, honestly, like, I don't need to, like, whatever they do, like, next year or whatever, and they come back, I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. Um, I, I, I don't know. When was the last time you felt like you watched a movie you liked? Has it been a while since that's happened? Oh, God, yeah. Wow. I just, I think I'm falling out of love uh, with screened entertainment. Like, fictional entertain. I think I'm falling out of love with it. And I'm okay with it. I think there comes a time, maybe, maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it's called grown up, where you're like, you know what? I don't need all this. Um, I don't know if I necessarily going to sign off of like grown ups hate fiction, but I guess I take your point. I, I just, I you know, people tell me all day yesterday. Oh my god, season, you're gonna love it. I binge watch everything. You're you're gonna love this. And I turned it on, and there was one part of the show. There was one part of the episode I liked, and Mikey goes into his bedroom. And there he is with the Millennium Falcon. And I was like, yeah, see, that's why they do that. Is to get people like, oh my God, yeah, I like this. It's, dude, it's all just stroking your, your, the nostalgia factor. There's, there's plenty of other things that have done that, but like Robot Chicken was notorious with it, where it's like, hey, you remember He Man? You remember Voltron? You remember these things that you remember? And it's like, yeah, I do. And all of a sudden you think it's good because it's like, feels familiar to you, which is kind of a part of what lures us into that, like, sense of comfortableness with something is that, like, you do need to feel familiar with it. You do need to feel, but it doesn't necessarily make it good. I was early, so, because, you know, Twitter's asking, me this now is it possible that you hate it because everybody else likes it now because i watched the first season of stranger things like early hipster stands very like okay. i was i was really early on that show okay too many other people like this now because nah, i'm not one of those like i'm not one of those people that like once a band's popular then i won't like it i'm not one of those i don't i don't expect art to be just for me that's how people feel like they, they find out a band they tell everybody you should love it then once they love it all oh, this band sucks now I'm not one of those. I mean, the first two albums are good. I think it's more along the line that I just don't enjoy television. Like, I just don't enjoy it. And Dwayne was right yesterday. He's like, dude, tell me the last thing you liked. You just don't like stuff on TV as much anymore. And I I, I don't. Everybody thinks I'm negative, And I don't know. Maybe I am. But, dude, I, I watched that first episode, and it sucked. I mean, it was so goddamn boring. I couldn't, I, dude, I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, is this bad. Now, I'm not, like, I, I don't want to, like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to knock people for liking it. I'm not going to be one of those. But for me, I, like I said, I watched the first episode. I'm out. <laughs> I'm completely out. Every single hour on the program this morning, you'll have a shot at winning $1,000. And your first shot happens right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword bank to 200-200. You'll get a text. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. To end the program today, you'll get hooked up with a pair of tickets for the Foo Fighters as they played Blossom July 25th. Tickets go on sale Friday morning, 10 a.m. However, 
we will be doing an internet pre-sale starting this morning at 10 a.m. at our station's Facebook page. You'll be able to log on and do that, but you can win your way in at the end of New Tour Tuesday. Because we're going to play you the new Foo Fighters track and then pass out those tickets. You know it's going to be a sellout show, too. Make sure you get your tickets before they sell out. I would think. I mean, it's hard to sell out Blossom, but it's... They'll do it. I, I I would think the Foo Fighters probably get pretty close. You're probably right about it. Let me ask you something, Fantone. Right. Let's say you and your you and your girlfriend had kids. Okay. You don't have kids right we now. Do, we do not. But let's say you did. Okay. And one of them got caught lying to the FBI. Are you going to come in here the next day and spin it and tell me how it's good? Um, probably not, probably right? Probably not. No, probably not going to. All right. That's it. We're going to get back into that at 730. Okay. But I saw people trying to spin that yesterday. I was like, all right. Well, make Papadopoulos your kid. Make him your kid. And he got caught lying to law enforcement. And tell me how you like it. Nobody was able to answer that yesterday. It's because I'm right. That's how that goes. Today, I saw LeBron James is getting into the into the Halloween thing. As dude, did he he dressed up as Pennywise? Yeah, last night was the uh, the annual LBJ Halloween bash that he does every year. Um, it seemed pretty. Uh, what do I want to say? Glaringly obvious that there were not any Warriors tombstones there. But ah. um, LeBron did Pennywise. I know Kevin Love was um, Sting from the NWO WCW era. He was like Wolfpack Sting. Oh, that's right. He's a big wrestling nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those dudes are Dwayne Wade and his wife Gabrielle Union. They were Millie Vanilli last night. So seemed to be a uh, seemed to be a good party. What did LeBron have a party or something? That that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the annual LeBron James Halloween party. It's he the, gets into this holiday, he right? Does. I don't know. I don't know why that is. I don't know what it is. But like, um, I'll, I'll speculate, and I hope I don't offend anybody. But I mean, the kid grew up poor in the ghetto, and dude, you get to go door to door and ask people for free things. Like, I would imagine, yeah, he probably loves it. It um, it just it's just weird that he doesn't do a party at any other time of the year. And I guess maybe it's because it is October. It's early in the year. Um, it's before the season really gets underway. Because like, you would think like, oh well, if he loves throwing these parties, you would do a New Year's Eve party and, and a Saint Christmas party. Day party and a blah 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 party, and you would. Just- LeBron, no, he, this is like his big focus of the year, and it's always a blowout. And I mean, dude, when you have a billion dollars, like it's pretty easy to throw a good party. <laughs> I, so, would, I like, would think so, right? And everyone there is a millionaire, so it's pretty easy to have good costumes. You know how you go to some Halloween parties, and it'll just be like some dude just wearing like a sweatshirt, being like, "Yeah, man, I mean, I'm my brother." And it's like, well, yeah, maybe you just didn't have the money for a costume, but Kevin Love could pony up on it. There, yeah, I was just gonna say, Le- LeBron. If you haven't seen it, he does. He looks amazing in it. And, uh, you know, you're right about it. I, I never thought about that, but you're right. LeBron picked up the phone and said, hey, make this happen. And right. somebody made it for him, right. and he paid the bill. Like, right. that, that was it. Yeah, I mean, you'll see that nowadays. And that always boggles my mind. People who will put all this time into their Halloween costumes. And I'm like, God, dude, when did you start planning this out? Like, September? Like, did you plan this out in the summer? Did you start making this? And so it- a girl I know went out as Pennywise this last weekend. Right. All right. And she went and did, like, four Halloween parties. And she ended up making, I think it was, like, 3300 bucks Saturday night. Oh, wow. And she did. She It took her, like, I mean, she spent a lot of money. She put a lot of effort into it. And she was Pennywise. And uh, and she cleaned up. And there are people, she's not one of them, but there are people who spend all year, like, like getting the costume perfect and then hitting up all the best Halloween parties that they do. Like, a lot of radio stations will host Halloween parties. Right. And you'll go and they'll give away cash and prizes. Cash yeah, prize. like a lot of them will do that. Yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't I, we'll, we'll pretty much just leave that, right? We'll just, we'll just move right down the field on that one.
But like a lot of times that will happen, and so I think you're right. A lot of people do spend their, their I, like I don't get it at all. Obviously, I'm not a Halloween person. I mean, you're pumping money into it, and like if you're putting something together decent, there is going to be a decent amount of money into it, and you're pumping time into it. And there's a little bit of me that's like, well, how much is your time worth? I mean, if I'm putting in, you know, a lot. you know what I'm saying? If I'm putting in five hours of work for, for per week over the course of the summer, it's like, well, dude, maybe if I would have got a part time job instead, instead of doing this Halloween thing, maybe I could have actually made more money. You know what I mean? Like, but hey, dude, if that's what you're passionate about, and that's what you want to do. Like who you know who dude I, Isaiah who Thomas went as Easy E that's awesome dude <laughs> I uh, I, have, I I mean I know it was last night I uh, I have not seen all the pictures yet but they go full throttle for it of course uh, yeah Isaiah Thomas was Easy E I would say that the that the the Halloween party last night I mean don't get me wrong I'm sure those guys are able to separate themselves and they're not overreacting about Whoa. being. About, about being two and three as much as the fans are, but like I would have to assume that last night there was probably a little bit of like guys, should we like run through some sets? Should we like watch some film, or should we like like maybe like go hit the weights for a little bit? Like, I'll tell you what I should watch is a little bit more of Tristan and Chloe as like Drogo and Khaleesi. Yeah, she's she's pregnant too, man. She's knocked up right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's right. He put a baby in it, right? Yeah. So you know, good times for the Cavaliers last night. I understand there's people out. Good there. Good news is your life normally gets better when you make a Kardashian pregnant. I, I, I'm just gonna say I think there's plenty of people out there who are freaking out about like, well, you guys should be practicing, and it's like, yeah, they gotta they gotta have fun. So. Uh, I mean, God, people have lives. It, they have lives. I, I you know I I was watching a bunch of the sports shows yesterday, and everybody is jumping off the Cavaliers bandwagon. It's over. They're too old. They don't know how to play together. Everybody's banged up, and it's like guys. Where I said before the season started, I bet they're 500. 15 games in. That's what I said. I was like, I bet they're 500. I, I it's gonna take. It always takes people a while to figure out how to play with LeBron James because he's that much better and so you're just like constantly like looking around like well what's he doing what's going on now and it's going to take a while and I think Jason Whitlock again nailed it yesterday he said I'll tell you what's going on here with the Cavaliers and the Warriors and what it is is they're showing you and the NBA's got a problem and it's that nobody if if teams are good they don't care about the regular season LeBron doesn't care about the regular season Steph Curry doesn't care about the regular season and and that's what they're showing you is that at the end of the day, they're all waiting for June. And they know they can come together late. And both teams are probably going to end up with, you know, with wins. He was saying that both teams are going to end up with wins, probably 10, 15 less wins than they should, because they're going to take it easy and they're going to do this. And, yeah, and, and I would agree. win 50 games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's probably the goal is like, all right, 55 well, we 50, games right. and then we'll move forward. And I think he's absolutely right about it. I think it's, and I don't know what the NBA is going to do about it, because ultimately you don't want your advertisers to know that you don't want your fans to know that but it's starting to come out these guys just don't care about this as much as like you know or is at least as much as guys pretended to back in the day maybe it's always been this way and guys just lied better but you can tell that they're like honestly good teams don't care about the nba regular season it's just, I mean, it's it's a little unfortunate. If, if if I was advertising with it, I wouldn't be happy about that. Then something else happened sports-wise. A quarterback moved teams last night. It's a quarterback people in Cleveland wanted, and we were told the price was too high, and I now know what the price was, and it wasn't too high. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Coming up at 710, your next opportunity to score yourself $1,000. We'll give you your next keyword. You text in, 1000 bucks goes in your pocket, and all of a sudden, your holiday shopping list gets taken care of. It's on us. We got it. 
I think it's a smart move. I think all of a sudden your trip to Gatsby's gets taken care of, dude. Go blow it all this weekend. Well, that too. Dude, blow it at the lunch shift. Who cares, dude? It's a thousand free extra dollars. Just go up in there, get that lunch buffet going. Yeah, I mean, honestly, think about that. If we give you a thousand bucks, you could you could buy everything your two kids want for Christmas, or you can go to Gatsby's and do Christmas for like 20 kids. Right, dude. I mean, you're giving back to the community at this point. You're a good person at that point. You really are. Eventually, they're going to sue us. <laughs> eventually, that is going to happen. I was going to say, eventually, they're going to pay us, I would think. I don't think so. I don't think that's the way that's going to go. I could be wrong. Oh, dude, I got more bad news for Browns fans. Okay. Dude, I was hanging. All right, so everybody, we, we talk about my buddy a lot. My buddy, Dustin. Yeah. And he's like the biggest Browns fan like anybody knows. And every year he buys all in. Like all he buys in, all in. Like every preseason, he tells me how I'm negative and how, like, dude, he kept saying to us all year, they're going to do well enough to where they're going to get a road playoff game this year. And he kept like hashtagging it on Twitter called the roadie. And I was like, dude, you're nuts. They're not even coming. I don't even think they'll be allowed to buy tickets to a playoff <laughs> game, let alone play in one. Right? So now. Another team in the NFL that's not very good, I believe, winless as well, are the San Francisco 49ers. Don't quote me on that, but I think they're winless, right? Are they? Okay. Yep, 0-8. I was pretty sure. Which is crazy that you have two 0-8 teams going at the same time. That really is. In a year where people are boycotting the NFL for different reasons, the NFL has to hate that. Like, dude, we got two teams in here that are abysmal. Like, they don't need that, right? They want their franchises being good. They don't want, you know, dumpster fires is what people call the Cleveland Browns. I don't think, you know, the NFL probably doesn't want that. But the 49ers made a move. Okay. And they traded with the New England Patriots and got Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I'll remind you that the 49ers head coach is Kyle Shanahan. And he was, for a while, an offensive coordinator here. So, like I said, I was hanging out with Dustin yesterday and I was like, buddy, I was like, what's going on with the Browns? He's like, <laughs> and he just looks at me all day. He's like, they're bad again, dude. <laughs> I was like, well, Dustin, they were never good. So it's not like they're not bad again. They're just bad, right? And we were talking quarterbacks, and, you know, everybody thinks it's going to be this Josh Rosen kid coming out of UCLA. And I, I think. You got to take him, but I think there's a huge bust potential for Josh Rosen. I don't like some of the answers he's given. Um, I hear he's not all that dedicated. He's just freakishly talented, comes from money. I think it's like another Manziel thing waiting to happen. Now, he's got a way better arm, and he's he's got better like pro mechanics than Manziel had. But I think there's a little Manziel factor here. Comes from money, doesn't necessarily need the game. I think you're going to pay the kid a bunch of money, and he's going to Jamarcus Russell out. I really do. But at this point, you've passed on so many quarterbacks, you got to take the kid. But Kyle Shanahan wanted to draft Jimmy Garoppolo while he was here with the Browns. They wouldn't let him. Just like Hugh Jackson, by the way, the coach everybody wants to throw out the back door, wanted to take Carson Wentz. Brown said no. Hugh Jackson, by the way, wanted to take Deshaun Watson. Brown said no. Both those quarterbacks are going to be in the MVP discussion this year. Carson Wentz in his second year, he's probably going to win the MVP. Deshaun Watson, did you see that game the other day? Against that Seattle Seahawks defense, he threw four touchdowns. He looked amazing in that game. Nah, we don't need him. Nah. 
Well, a big part of the problem there is everyone gets so gun shy about quarterbacks. I mean, and like, right. I know the concept of like, well, we don't have the team around him. It's like you can't, you can't keep going back to that. Well, you've, you've, how many, how many opportunities have you blown because well, we didn't have enough guys around him, or the price tag was too high. You've got Wentz, you've got Watson, and now you've got you've got Jimmy Garoppolo, who in the off season was highly coveted by the Cleveland Browns. Do Browns fans across across Northeast Ohio just you know, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going to be good. He's been under top. Brady, he's been in the Belichick system. He knows the Patriot way. What, I pull the pull the effing trigger, guys. I made the mistake in the Carson Wentz draft of saying we don't have the team. I'm all right, not paying a quarterback twenty five million dollars. That was a mistake. I made that mistake. Okay, now I thought Watson could play. I remember saying last year Watson will be probably the best quarterback in this draft, and sure enough, there he is. Now I was now when Deshaun Kaiser they got him in the second round I was like all right maybe you got value here in the second round now I did find this out yesterday and again this is my buddy Dustin and I didn't know this did you know this that Deshaun Kaiser is younger than the quarterbacks who will be coming out this year I knew he was young I don't I I didn't know that so maybe you have to wait there for a little bit of development to happen and this and that fine I'm fine with it he's 21 right. Uh, I don't even think he's 21. Wasn't that part of the beef with him being out in the bar that night is that he's only 20? I I could be wrong on that. But the San Francisco 49ers traded with the New England Patriots for Jimmy Garoppolo last night, and all it cost him was a second-round pick. That's it. Now, I know what people are going to say. Well, six months ago when the Patriots were still looking like they were going to be the best team in the NFL, they didn't have to trade him for just that. Right. That's why you stay in communication with the team all year long. You don't fall off the radar when they tell you it's going to be. Because remember, that, that was the, the Browns thing. It, the price tag's too high. I'm telling you right now, if this kid ends up being a franchise quarterback, a second-round pick is nowhere near too high. There is no price tag too high if you get a franchise quarterback out of hey, it. Thank I you. Mean, because you have to look at like look at, look at at the trades that the Browns have made when they've traded down and they've gotten more draft picks. And we've all been like, oh, well, the team's so bad. You've got to bolster up the defense before you can do anything. Those Draft, those draft picks have all turned into turds. Those draft picks are all out of the NFL. Those draft picks are all bust. So, like, I think what, the num- what difference does it make? I think the number is like thirty-five percent of all first-round draft picks bust out. Um, I, I, I think that's the uh, probably seventy percent for the Browns' picks. You know what I'm saying? Well, if that's an NFL average, it's seventy percent. I would say it's probably fair. I saw this floated around online regarding the Jimmy Garoppolo and the price tag when it comes to the 49ers versus when it came to the Browns. And somebody, and this was a New England Patriots like. Um, like blog that was that was posting this, okay. and they said that Bill Belichick will forever carry that grudge with him with the Cleveland Browns, and will never help them truly get over. He'll trade him Jamie Collins when he can get the oppor- when he can get the right return back, but he will never let that go when it came to him getting fired. I believe it in ninety five. I believe it. Whenever that was, I believe it. And by the way, I saw Bill Belichick's press conference the other day. Dude, he's lucky. He's good. Because no other head coach would be permitted to speak to media members the way he is. No other coach would be permitted to be dismissive and disrespectful. Like, a guy asked him about, like, play calling. He's like, we like to win. Next. Like, I I mean, dude, he's the rudest person. He's the rudest celebrity person in the world today. And nobody calls him out because he wins. Like, I'm sorry. At some point, man, somebody's going to have to tell him, like, look, dude, the media is part of your gig. And I can't believe it. If you look at what the Patriots did this year now, they traded Jacoby Brissett and they traded Jimmy Garoppolo, which tells you what? They're going all in this year. They're going all in. I think 
I, I can't believe they did that with a 40-year-old quarterback. I can't believe that. Now, a lot of people are going to tell you that's buyer beware on Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe. Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 there's still time before the NFL trade deadline's up, so I've heard that uh, Brian Hoyer might end up the guy behind Tom Brady there. Oh, that might happen. I can see that maybe happening. I mean, Brian Hoyer is a pretty solid backup. I don't know if I want him as my starter, but I don't know how many quarterbacks you're going to pass on, guys. I, I mean... And again, I'm not rushing Hugh Jackson out of the building. He wanted Wentz, wanted Watson. What's the purpose of firing him today? You know what I'm saying? What's the purpose of firing him today? Go get me a GM. The baseball dude doesn't know what he's doing. I've seen enough now. The lawyer and the baseball guy don't know what they're doing. They're finger painting with their own feces in the office. Get me a real GM. It's time to go now. Halloween is now officially today, and we're going to rank for you once and for all. The best Halloween candy there ever. We go. I like it. We'll do it next on Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansbury Show. You're about to win yourself $1,000. We'll give you your next keyword about five minutes from right now. You'll text it in, and you'll have a bunch of money. So we just heard from my least favorite band maybe ever, Sublime. And I, you know, I've heard that song a million times. And I said to Fantone, I was like, he, the song opens up with, I don't practice Santeria. I was like, what the hell is that? I don't even know what he's talking about. So Fantone looked it up. What is it? It is an Afro-Cuban religion. Yeah, well, uh, right. So he does not practice Santeria, just like, you know, some people do not practice Judaism. All right, it's Halloween. I know a lot of you people probably want to be in, like, the cemetery. Somebody go dig that loser up so I can kill him again. <laughs> God damn it, is that band awful. They're just terrible. I don't understand. I've never understood that band at all. Summertime was all right. Outside of that, that band is, I mean, I don't even want to call them average. <laughs> I think they're well below that. Sure enough, the social medias are attacking me for not liking boring things. I mean, stranger things. Uh, they're, 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 they're all on me about it. It picks up in season or in episode three. Well, pick it up in, in episode one and I'll continue that. Well, you know, TV shows do have to find the balance there, but episode one does need to be a banger. Every single Pull season. Me in. Right. Every single season. You got First come and out. last, bookend me. Pull me in. You're going to have parts with any TV show where it gets a little doldrums. It gets a little bit like, all right, we're trying to fill up nine hours worth of content here with a three-hour story. Um, But, yeah, episode one needs to be good. So if it wasn't, I can't necessarily blame you. I do want to watch it, though. Now now I feel like you hate it. Everyone else is saying it's good. No, what will happen now is you'll go home, you'll watch it, and after hearing me say it was bad, you'll go, all right, well, it wasn't that bad. And you'll probably like it. So everybody who's pissed at me, stop stop being (laughs) mad at me. You're going to end up liking it more because I'm telling you how bad it is. Which, by the way, it's not that. It's just that I, I, it wasn't like it was like God, is this, it's not sublime bad. It's not like it's like this is it's right because nothing is. It's not like it was so dreadful. It just was like, eh, I'm just not into this. And okay. I think it's me. It's not Stranger Things. It's me. Okay. Alright, so it's Halloween yeah, and it somebody put the list together of the best Halloween candy of all time. Number 15 Fantone was Three Musketeers. I think that's a little too low on the list. Oh, I was going to say probably a little too high. I don't know if Three Oof. Musketeers makes my top 15. Oh, dude, that's dude. I like whatever that is inside of that. It's whipped, and it's a third less fat and calories. Oh, there it is. There it is. The <laughs> I like it. candy for Stansberry there, okay? Number 14, and I don't like saying this word. I've never liked saying this word. Okay. But the Tootsie Pops. Okay. I'm not a real big fan of Tootsie Pops, though, because, like, like... 
if you're doing a sucker and you've got the fruitiness to it, I like the gum in the middle because that's like a good compliment. I feel like once I get to the chocolate through the grape, it's like, ah, I don't know if I necessarily oh, want See, that. I feel like the little crystallizations that's stuck in the gum and then it's like half candy. Half- nah, dude, your boy <laughs> don't right. like that. All right. And uh, I'm not a how many licks does it take. I'm uh, like, hey, man, I've been having this thing in my mouth for 20 minutes. I'm starting to feel a little like, you know, I don't like how I don't want to. Let me just like bite into this. But I'm not the biggest fan. Now, 13, I'm a huge fan of, and I feel like should be moved up the list, is Swedish Fish. I love those. But I'm I, I'm not surprised it's that low just because it's like it's not a very common thing. Well, and there's a lot of lot of competitors to the Candy Crown here. Uh, the thing with Swedish Fish to me, I don't like love them, but I don't hate them. I just get bored with them. Like have like a handful of them and then I'm out. Well, the taste can yeah. kind of get to you. Yeah. You're probably not going to eat the entire bag there, which again probably a better reason to have it. Number twelve was the Milky Way. It's a damn good candy bar. I like it. Put that one in the refrigerator though. Number eleven was a candy that I again I think is overrated. I think it's I don't think it's very good at all. And people like I. Again, people always take issue with I don't like it, but Skittles are are terrible. I'm not down with the. I, I don't care about the rainbow. I'm not going to say Skittles are terrible, but I, I see them as a top 10. They're strong. Every year they're there for a reason. I, I think they're pretty decent. I don't like this candy at all, but I was surprised it was as low as it is because most of you like it, which is number nine are M&M's. A little boring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, give me a peanut M&M, yeah. a peanut butter M&M. Now I'm in. Yeah. But standard M&Ms, I, I'm just not, I'm not all it's, that big of a fan. It's just chocolate. That's like eating a Hershey's bar, which, like, don't get me wrong if that's all I've got in front of me, but, like, it's not that good. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. If they're in a bowl at right. my boss's right. desk, I'm going to eat it. Number eight was Sour Patch Kids. I'm not. I'm not big into the sour candy, like the, the, the sour straws and that kind of thing. I am, like... I have, like, a really adverse reaction to sour stuff. Like, even, like, regular candies that aren't supposed to be sour, sometimes I'll be like, oh, man, that's tart right there. I don't know if my, my sour, you know, buds are a little uh, over overactive there, but uh, no way I could eat those. Number seven is uh, Butterfinger. Now, I, that's a pretty damn good candy bar. It is. I like that candy. It's quality. We'll skip a couple here. Number five was the Starburst. Okay. I can get down with those. I, you know what? At some point, though, the individually wrapped, like I'm once I'm in candy eating mode, like I want easy. Give me accessible, and they make those little pieces now. Yeah, they do. Where you just open it up, and they're not wrapped, and you're just you're good to go. Of all the fruit candies, I think Starburst probably the best. Yeah, that's a good that that's a good rule of thumb. Number four was Twix. Now I'm a big fan of that candy bar. A little cookie, a little yeah. caramel, a little caramel there, yeah, a little uh, a little chocolate action. I don't like it. All right, your top three. Halloween candies of all time. Number three, Kit Kat. You don't like the Kit Kat? I know that I dislike it. It's just a boring candy to me. It's not all that good. Oh, I can never break them off. I just stick that thing four wide right in the mouth. mouth. Do like a good NASCAR race. (laughs) Give it to me four wide. Number two, Fantone. Take a guess. Number two, um, I'm going to go with. Uh, we have not seen an appearance from a regular Hershey's bar, just regular chocolate. No, no. I was surprised by that too. Okay. Number two is Snickers. Ah, okay. Yeah, we have now not that, seen Snickers. Now that's yet. a standard candy bar. Very good. I'm more personally, I'm a bigger fan of the Milky Way myself, but I can understand Snickers being on the list. Now, Snickers and Baby Ruth's are essentially oh. the same thing with chopped peanuts, um, the nougat inside, and why chocolate, do, but they taste different. I was going to say, why do I like Baby Ruth more? You like Baby Ruth more? I do, yeah. Okay. I'm, I prefer Snickers. You but know, they're both good. I, 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 I'll tell you why I think I like Baby Ruth more, and it's because you see them less often. Like People will put a oh, bowl okay. of Snickers on their desk. I feel like Snickers are everywhere. Baby Ruth, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about you. Okay. And I'll have that. All right. 
So number one, we haven't talked about it at all yet. Should be easy to figure this out. Yes, it's going to be Reese's uh, peanut butter cups. And I agree that that's probably the best Halloween candy. You mix chocolate and peanut butter together, yeah. it's fantastic. Um, Sunday from 3 to 5, we were trick-or-treating. Well, from 3 to 4, because we had so many hoodlum kids running up and taking candy from us. But Reese's peanut butter cups are the first things gone. Not even close. Oh, I, 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 would, I would imagine. I'm being told to nuke a Swedish fish for about five seconds, then eat it. They get better flavor when they're warm. Never thought about that, Jay, but I'm going to try it today. Yeah. As as the resident fat ass of Stark County, I'm just going to tell you, somewhere on this list should have been Payday. I didn't see Payday in the top 15. I feel like Payday got screwed, and I'll be kneeling Sunday at noon in observance of, the, of, this, of this injustice that's hit this country. I'm kidding. All right, I don't want to do this, but we're going to have to get into the charges that were filed yesterday, the indictments that were uh, uh, were filed yesterday, and we're going to have to get into some of the spin I saw online yesterday, which was insanity. But first, because we're going to do that, we'll bribe you by giving you this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. Miss anything from yesterday, make sure you podcast that. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new BB Rexa, new Lady A, and new Foo Fighters. And then shortly after that, we'll hook you up with those Foo Fighters tickets. That shows July 25th at Blossom. Do not go officially on sale until Friday at 10. However, Rock 1069 is doing an internet presale. We will kick that off at 10 a.m. this morning via the station's Facebook page. July 25th feels so far away. It ain't. It's really not. Like, first of all, it might as well be 2018 already. You know what I'm saying? Like, tomorrow's, much. tomorrow's November. And uh, before you know it, dude, Foo Fighters, I'm telling you, I'm betting you it's going to be a sellout show. So make sure you get your tickets because I don't want you to be like, oh, fan talk, you hook me up with some seats. No, because I won't be able to. Maybe Stansberry can. I cannot. No, I'm not doing it. Okay. <laughs> Stansberry can. He's just not. I'm going not. To. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take the seats and I'm going. How about that? Take, take advantage of the internet pre-sale. That's what's for. I'm not allowed to buy those. We are not. But we'll pass out a pair for free at the end of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. So I'll be honest with you. After this thing broke yesterday, I, I honestly just wanted to stick my head in the sand and not come in and do my job today. Right. I agree. I, I just, I'll just be honest with you. But we've been hearing Russia for like ever now. Well, it turns out there were some problems. Okay. So Paul Manafort surrendered to federal authorities. And now you're hearing about, well, it predates when he was working for Trump and this and that and all this stuff, right? And then I'm hearing like people tell me, well, you know, they'll overreach when charging you so they can make sure stuff sticks and so they'll charge you with more stuff. Well, one of the charges was conspiracy against the United States. I'm sorry. I don't care how you try to spin it. It's not good. That's not good. But for me, I think the bigger story is George Papadopoulos, who was... If I have this right, he was a foreign policy advisor for Donald Trump, correct? Yeah, a lot of people are painting him off to be just like a volunteer, um, but he was not. I mean, I was a volunteer for the Hillary Clinton campaign. It's a completely different thing. That is not the same thing as me being an unpaid foreign advisor. No, You know what I mean? It's not like he was just out there knocking on doors. It's not like he just came into the Stark County GOP office and said, hey, I want to I hand out stickers. No, he was a part of, of, the, of policymaking. If I'm reading this right, it was March of 2016 where he came on board officially. 
and was a foreign policy advisor. He was caught lying to the Federal Bureau of Investigation about issues with Russia. Now, I'm going to make this as easy for you as I possibly can. Because I saw the spin yesterday about how this is not that big of a deal. Okay. Let's make George Papadopoulos your son. Your son gets caught lying to the FBI. You able to tell your neighbor it's not that big of a deal? Yeah, your son gets caught lying to CPD. And it's not that big of a deal, all right? Of a, all of a sudden, well, it's got nothing to do with me as a parent. It's like, yeah, it does. A little That's bit. your kid. A little like, bit there. Yeah, 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 it does. You're responsible for those things. And so I saw the spin yesterday, and I was like, what? Like, what? He got caught lying to the FBI. I don't care if the lie. Well, you know, I mean, the lies were about this. Not that big. No, no, no. You got caught lying to the FBI. There's no way to spin that as a positive. You didn't gain ground here. Right? You didn't win anything. You lost all day long. You lost. Oh, and, yeah. And the, the spin is, wow, now, I mean, it's worse for Hillary, really. Really? It's worse for her? Now, I said yesterday, by the way, that, that the fallout from this would not be solely Republican. And that Democrats would fall in this, too, somewhere down the line. Sure enough, it took all of about four hours until, Don, until Tony Podesta stepped down from his own firm. Because he knew they were going to, well, you know what I mean? I kind of did this, and I kind of sent some emails I shouldn't have, and I kind of done this. Which, by the way, what we should all be annoyed about is the fact that we're electing officials, we're doing these things, and these people are so stupid, they don't know to, not to use digital transmissions for illegal things. What do you mean? Now, all, I know my boss is looking at all of my emails. All three of those dudes, yes, involved in politics, not exactly elected officials. Well, that's so. true. Okay, worth, that's worth fair. noting that. Okay, maybe what I should have said, and Fantone's right, I should clear that up, is that we're electing people who hire people that don't know enough to do this. And I think that's a part of the problem is that, you know, for a significant part of the campaign, the knock against President Trump was that, well, you don't have the experience to do this. You don't have the knowledge to do this. You don't have the expertise. And the answer to that was, well, I'll hire the best people. I'll hire the best. I'll the very best. The smartest, brightest people that there are. And I've it's got like, the best people. Well, and now, now you're hiring people who are lying to the FBI, people who are colluding with Russia, people who are laundering money with foreign, hostile foreign governments. So it's like that, at least, at the very least, you have to give some sort of like credit to the idea of maybe you're not vetting people the right way. Maybe you're not doing the research the right way. Maybe you are putting people into positions that it's they're not, not maybe. necessarily. It's definitively now. It's definitively you're not doing that now. At least with three of them right maybe everybody else you screen great maybe the three that right, you got right maybe, this is the, these are the three that got slipped past the goalie maybe these three got by you right which of course sounds ridiculous right like i said to fantone this morning if the boss walked into this studio and said to fantone hey sorry stansbury got caught lying to canton pd there's no way to go on the air and be like oh no yeah this is fine this is why fine, i did it's it it's good no, of course not. I mean, I, I just I saw the spin yesterday and I was like, guys, you got to have to realize that this is part of the problem is that you don't care about the way the government runs. You just don't want the other side to be right about anything. Right. It's that you don't care about what really happens. It's just you're on this side, they're on this side, and we shall never meet in the middle and agree on anything. I told you yesterday the fallout would be on both sides. Sure enough, Tony Batessa steps down from his own firm. Why does anybody step down? It's because it's preemptive and he knows he's going to be in the crosshairs. And 
it's just weird to me that like it's not even you don't even care about your team winning. I was called a conspiracy theorist yesterday, by the way. It took all of four hours for that to come out. You don't even care about winning. You just care about the other team Side looking losing. bad. Right. And at that point, it's like people yesterday, and if your argument is anything to do with Hillary Clinton, like my my counter to that is fine. Lock her up, dude. Yes, dude. I promise you, I will never vote for her again. You gotta lock these dudes up too, right? If 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 that's the thing, then let's have some consistency. It's not like, hey, you did something too, therefore I don't get a traffic ticket. That guy was speeding too. I don't get a ticket. It's like, and like I said, and like I said yesterday, nobody wins here. Tell me who wins here. We all lost as a country. We all lose when stuff like this happens. Yeah, I mean, right. I having, mean, having more evidence of of a a, a you're ele- as big of a Democrat as anybody's going to find. Do you feel like you won yesterday? Um, no. And I tweeted about this yesterday. Um, I saw your it, tweet. It, it, it was the best tweet of the afternoon, by the way. In, in the sense of, if you look at this as a victory, I mean, you're just not paying attention. This isn't whatever happens with Russia. No matter how high up this goes, even if Trump were to get impeached, and I don't think that's going to happen. Certainly, nor not, do I. Certainly not. Nor today. do I. It's not going to happen from yesterday to today. Like, hey, by the way, President no, Trump's going we'll to be, be impeached. Honestly, we'll still be talking about this three years from now. But until until Democrats focus on a, a, a message that resonates with the American people about addressing job inequality and, and income inequality, until you start doing that... It doesn't matter, dude. You can, you can. President Trump can bang out Russian hookers, have a tape of him using racial slurs, and be like, "Hey, I shot somebody," and it's not going to matter. It's not. not, It's not going to win you an election. It's hard to impeach people, man. It is. It's difficult, and I I would uh, imagine by design. Yeah. Yes. Right by design. Um, I I definitely think that this will continue to be a story in the sense of more details are going to come out. I just feel like yesterday was the pinnacle. Yesterday was the orgasm, and for the next two months, it's just going to be like the nap afterwards, where people well, aren't going to care as much because yesterday was the big payoff, was the top of the mountain. I think a lot of it is going to be too like, well, we you know. We have to depose this person and this person and this person. You're right. It'll be probably about another month and a half, and there'll be another like popcorn headline of like, hey, this is going to happen, or this person. But again, the spin is what I'm concerned with. I don't care who's right or wrong in this and that. The spin of like how it was good for the Republicans yesterday. I mean, guys, I've never seen a more I've never seen a more delusional argument in my life. You did not win yesterday. Everybody lost. Yeah. And for the people jumping up and down celebrating yesterday on Facebook, I think there's something sick about you. I don't because dude, you didn't win. The country didn't get better. Well, the only thing I'll say about that is if you're celebrating the concept of like finally we're getting some light on corruption. I don't corruption, think that's what it is. But though. you're right. That's not what that is. That's that's you now, know. I understand some of you listening may feel that way, and some of you put that we're posting about it maybe are are authentic that way. But if you are, you are also smart enough to know that what I'm saying is right, which is most people aren't doing that. Most people are just jumping up and down because they think their side got a victory, and they didn't. The country lost all day yesterday. It was World 300 US nothing yesterday. I don't care what anybody tries to tell me. Everybody loses when stuff like this happens. The sp- I couldn't believe the yeah. spin. And again, I'll reiterate and make it this simple. If your son was caught lying to the FBI, you're not sitting there telling him he did a good job. You're not. So don't tell me how this was good for you. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry show. I'm going to speak very slowly because apparently I have to because people misconstrue my message. 
Jennifer, very angry with me, Fantone. Okay. Have you examined your demographic lately? Yes, Jennifer, it's men, 2554. So thanks for stepping right into that one. Why in the world would you be talking, taking political sides and using your the morning as a soapbox for your political views? Well, it is called the Stansberry Show. That's what it's called. So, you know, thanks yeah. for walking into that one. Okay. You are alienating listeners. You should be taking a neutral stance and get off your political soapbox. You mean neutral stance like saying both yesterday and today that the political fallout from this would be on both aisles? By the way, I was right. You mean by saying that I don't think anybody won or lost yesterday? As a matter of fact, I think, well, no, as a matter of fact, that's wrong. I think everybody lost yesterday. I think the country lost yesterday, which is about as neutral as you could possibly be. I told people to quit jumping up and down celebrating the fact that this is the Republicans. And Jennifer, here's what I know for sure. That if Hillary Clinton got elected president and this was her going through this, you would want me banging this drum. Because you even say in your messages, you are as conservative as they come. Stop being one of these weak-willed, snowflake people that can't listen to somebody they disagree with and still enjoy it. Is Jennifer triggered? She sounds like she's a little bit triggered. Jesus right Christ. Snowflake much, Jen? Jeez, Jen, jeez. Snowflake much? Breather, girl. It's all right. Words can't hurt you. Stop being so PC, God, Jennifer. Dude, and God, dude, me and you, I, I think there's been 8 million times where it's like, dude, we have to balance this out. I'm like, sick we of holding everybody's goddamn we, hand we, through all we, this. We, 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 tr- we try not to be like, yo, here's the libtard stance. Here's Here it is. Like... Uh, how many times when we bring up Donald Trump do I even say, I'm not a Trump hater? I didn't vote for him, but I'm not a Trump hater. I, I make a point of it every time that I mention President Trump, I mention him as President Trump. It's not like we're sitting here like crying, like, oh my God, this is just so hard. I mean, like we make a point of not doing that. I don't, I, I mean, I, I can't be any more fair to the situation than I was. Unless, I can't. Unless you're going to be biased on her side, because that's what she wants. She doesn't want fairness. She doesn't want an impartial conversation. She wants it to be the way that she wants it to be. Fantone is a dyed in the wool liberal. I always say, dude, this is what's crazy. This is what's crazy about me, is that I get attacked from both sides for being on the opposite side. And you know why that is? It's because I am in the middle, and it's because I'm fair to both sides. That's why both of you attack me. It's because, and people sometimes call it wishy-washy. I call it being willing to change my mind when new information gets presented. You know, adulting, by the way, I believe is the term you guys all use now. Jen, I'm sorry, but if you were going to get that mad about me saying everybody lost yesterday, then I was going to lose you regardless, which is why I don't care about losing you. I really don't because I was going to eventually I was going to lose you anyway. You don't have the stomach for this show, so it's fine. I would rather have everybody listen, but I'm a realistic person, been doing this long enough and know that some of you are just going to hate me unrealistically. That's just the way it's going to be. Some of you are just going to hate me just because of who I am, which, by the way, who I am is in the middle and completely logical. I, I, I don't know what more you want from me. I can't be any more fair to it. Where's what I do know? That if I came in here today and I ignored the biggest story of the day, my boss is going to be like, wait a minute. You never, no, I don't talk about it all four hours, but you never mentioned it. Sansbury, let me get this straight. I, I, I hired you to do mornings to engage people on the, t- on the hot topics of the day and you never once mentioned it. That would be me not examining my demographic, Jennifer, which by the way, primarily is men 2554. We'll take everybody else. And by the way, this show gets everybody else. But primarily, the demographic of this radio station is, in fact, men 2554. So if you don't want to be in that demographic, Jennifer, that's fine.
I will live. And you will too. And we'll probably both be better off because we don't have to be mad at each other anymore. Which, by the way, I'm not mad at you at all. You are allowed to take as many issues with this program as you want. I just think your issues are misguided. And it, because I'm not sitting in here talking about how fantastic the president is, you think I'm a hater because that's the that's the world we live in today. You cannot, I cannot be pro something while not being anti it. I'm rooting for the president because ultimately if he succeeds, we succeed. Now, does he do everything I love? No, but Obama didn't do everything I loved either. Where were you, Jen, when I was jumping up and down on President Obama while he was in charge? Where were you then? You were nowhere because you were loving it. You were glued to the radio going, yes, I love it. I question power, Jennifer. The Republicans are in power. That's all it is. I don't really have an issue. I have voted across both party lines in my adult life. Both. I have voted for both Republicans and Democrats. I like listening to everybody, figuring out which one I agree with and going, yeah, that's my guy. Or that's my woman. That's it. That's it. And I even said to start the conversation out, man, I wish I didn't have to do this. But if I don't talk about, and in the business, it's called topic A. If you don't discuss topic A, that's egregious. And I could be removed from my position for doing so. Now, what might happen is maybe, maybe most of you, maybe a lot of you feel the way Jennifer feels and it will reflect in the ratings and we'll do, we'll tank and maybe they'll remove me. I don't know. It can happen. Again, I've worked in this business long enough to know that the listeners are wishy-washy, man. You guys love us while you agree with us. But the moment you hear something you don't like, that show sucks. Not as good as it used to be. What's up, Roger? And that's the way it goes. And I mean, I think both of us are well aware that, you know, we do sit in the middle of Trump country, like Stark County, you know, outside of Canton City. Stark you know how many County. things I haven't done out of trying to hold your hand and buy you all ice cream cones to make you feel better? Trump's done enough where, and the things that I haven't done. That's and, what, and, and more so, I really do think that both of us understand that this is not a political show in the sense of like, I don't want to sit in here and do four hours of political talk and like, hey, here's our opinions and here's what happens. No, but if all I do is talk sex, then you guys bitch right. about the fact that your kid's in the car right. or that this happens. It's like, there's no way to please everybody all at once. You try to be a little bit of everything. And like, I, I mean, yes, you have to talk about a story as big as that. It's not like, it's not like we sat here for four hours and talked about Trump throwing p- paper towels in Puerto Rico. Like, no, that was a story that dominated the youth the news yesterday and therefore we were going to have to get into it so this gets actually helps me get into what i wanted to talk about right now i'm going to move forward you don't want to scream at jennifer anymore. all right no all i right. feel like i won okay i feel like i won the argument and honestly i'm dude most trump supporters i i run into who listen to this show tell me well dude you're not crazy though it's not like you don't just jump up and down on the guy just to do it which is one of the reasons why i come to you because i feel like when you question him i might go okay well yeah all right maybe he's right on that Like, I feel like most people who listen to the, first of all, this is what I do know. Most people who listen to a radio show never, 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 never will interact with the program via Facebook, phone, whatever it is. Most people will never interact with the radio station. It's just the way it is. No, you could be giving away something that they want. They still won't pick up the phone and call. Most people don't interact with the radio station. It's the fringe. And that's why I won't get overly concerned with people telling me they're leaving. I won't become overly concerned with it. You will never back me in a corner or get me off of my position by threatening to leave me. I've had every woman I've ever loved leave me. I've had listeners come and go, I'm not afraid to lose people. I'm not. I will. If the cup gets emptied, I'll fill it again. I wholeheartedly believe in my ability to do this. I will fill the cup again. But this gets us into what I wanted to talk about. And I saw this yesterday, and I might be very late to the party on this, and I, I'll make room. Maybe I am, okay. okay? But I saw something on Facebook yesterday that I didn't know I was able to do. And everybody's favorite feature 
on Facebook recently seems to be because everybody like posts about how much they love doing this is the unfollow button. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I drop the unfollow hammer quickly, dude. Me I really too. do. Lately, I've been, I've been on it, just like firing six gun shots. Out yeah, of, just, <laughs> just like yeah. yeah, mowing people down with the unfollow, right? And so I, I started thinking yesterday. I was like, well, why do people get off on this, and why do people unfollow versus de- just unfriend? And I realized my life is less complicated than a lot of people's lives. I haven't had a marriage breakup, and I'm not splitting kids between two households, right. and you know, new, you know, new wives and stepmoms, and I don't have that kind of life. So you can't just unfriend people because then it's it, it causes you know controversies in like you know uh, school line pickups and like this kind of stuff. I'm not in PTAs. My life's not complicated like that. So of course the unfollow button. Is, is going to be big for a lot of you, and and I get that. But now what they've done is they've added. Did you know about this, Phantom? They have Facebook snooze. No, I do not. What is so Facebook instead snooze? of unfollowing somebody, you can just be like, ugh, snooze, and you'll unfollow them for thirty days, and then they'll pop back up. I see why that why you would do that, especially if you're in the middle of like a hot topic. If it's like, all right, this person is just spouting off ridiculousness, but in three months from or in a month from now, they'll be back to just posting pictures of their kids. I guess I would see that work, but that feels a little too like eh, like like half and half to me. If I'm unfollowing you, it's because I don't want to see what you have to say anymore. I don't think that's going to change thirty days from now. I I agree. Like once you've got me to the point to where I'm actually going to go through the effort to unfollow you, I'm officially out. Like, I'm officially done, and it's been a ton of people. Like, I'm just, this, and again, it's part of the, the thing what, what Jennifer was complaining about with us. It's partially the the political climate where I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm just inundated with this stuff. It's just constantly becoming into my ears and eyes, and I'm kind of sick of it. But again, I can't avoid the biggest subject of the day. I'm going to avoid it for the rest of the day. You're not going to get it any more today, but I cannot come in here and not talk about the biggest thing that happened yesterday. Hey, dude, a hurricane touchdown in Canton. Not going to talk about it. You'd remove me from this, right? And maybe at the end of this ratings period, you will remove me from this. I don't know. Stick around. We'll wait and see, and we'll find out together. The rest of you that decided you want to stay, first of all, thank you. We love you. And we're going to bribe you for staying with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We're going to pass out $1,000 here momentarily. You'll get your next keyword here real shortly. You'll text it. You'll have some money that you did not have yesterday. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, dude, really cool. Apparently, uh, <laughs> my company does that because I pissed so many of you off. We have to pay you to stick around, which, by the way, I knew I was right. Most people are kind of like able to like kind of listen to things maybe they don't always agree with and still find joy in some of the other things they hear. Jill says, I love hearing you get your man panties all twisted up in the AM. It's a turn on. Everything you said was great. We love you. Megan says, Megan says, Stansberry, politics are one thing, but what offends me is you continued eating your cereal when the milk tasted sour. Dude, clean your fridge. Which again, that was, the, that was the fridge here at the building, not my fridge. Still your milk, still your cereal, still you, the one eating it. I blame iHeartMedia. Okay. Chris says, some of your takes annoy me, but we're human. And obviously, I'm not going to agree on everything you say, but I've uh, been here since day one and I'm not going anywhere. I think that's how pro- pro- most people probably feel, which is ultimately the way it should be. I watch things, I listen to things, I don't always agree with everybody, but I'm like, all right, well, you know, I still like it. Like Bill Maher. I love Bill Maher. I don't agree with everything the guy says. Sometimes I watch his show on Friday and I'm like, you're an idiot, but I still watch it because I enjoy it. Well, and it's not to like 
I mean, you can turn the channel if you decide, like, yo, enough is enough. You can go no, ahead you can't. And, you can go ahead and turn the channel. Break it up! Rip the knob off! But we'll go 80s on you. But don't expect other people to change their product, change their opinion, because you all of a sudden don't like it. That's, I mean, dude, that's the issue. That's censorship. Yeah, I have no I have no problem with you turning First the First Amendment, but I want you to censor! Okay, got it. All right, I'm moving forward. Uh, this was an old wives' tale when I was growing up, but apparently now it's happening as okay. methamphetamine has been found in a child's Halloween candy. Ooh. This happened on the in, uh, on the Indian Reservation in Washington. Oh, I'm sorry, Wisconsin rather. And police re- uh, received complaint Monday of a suspicious package found in a child's candy. The bag was a small yellow zip type uh, Ziploc type bag containing crystalline powder that tested positive for methamphetamine. It, so they gave you. It was the size of a quarter, so you could have an idea of like how big that packet is. And uh, I believe in the drug addict community, those are called bindles of heroin. There you go. Yeah, you work with a heroin addict, man. You'll learn all kind of lingo. You'll learn all kind of stuff. Apparently, what they're willing to do for drugs and all kind of things. But now authorities are encouraging this community and every community to be checking your children's Halloween candy thoroughly, which I think you should have always been doing. Yeah. I know back in the 80s it was like razor blades and cocaine, and it's like there was never a lot of that. But I, I think if if I were a parent, I would want to check just in case. And plus, it's a good opportunity for you to steal some candy. And I go back to whether it's Halloween candy or a kid's meal or a happy meal or whatever it is, you should probably take a look at it before you shove it down your kid's throat. I think that's fair, right? Like, yeah, you probably do need to make sure that there's nothing wrong with that cheeseburger, even though you got it from a drive-thru. So all of a sudden you're like, no, the, the $11 an hour employee, the, the $8.99 an hour employee, he's going to be fine. They're going to give me fine food. Um, I, I, I'm still not buying this, though. I'm going to bet you a dollar that this is from the house. Like, 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 okay, so 12-year-old goes out trick-or-treating, comes back, his cousin's got, like, meth in his room, or, you know, his older brother has meth in his oh, room. Oh, so you think it was from mm-hmm. where they live, yep. not in, the, I don't really? Think, I don't think somebody handed that out with the intention of, like, oh, I'm going to give this 8-year-old meth. Like, I don't think that's what happened at all. I think it's much more likely he grabbed it from his older brother's wow. room. I, I, I don't, man, that's putting a lot of faith in humanity right there. Um, if you're a meth addict, what are you handing out meth for? You know what I'm saying? This isn't. I like, mean, you're losing drugs. If you're right. a drug dealer, you're losing money. That is it. I mean, that's a solid argument. But I'll be honest with you, man. We learn from the Batman movie. Some men just like to watch the world burn, right? I guess. <laughs> if we're putting Joker logic out there. <laughs> well, I am putting Joker logic out there. So you don't buy into this at all? No, I think that's something. There, there's something huh. else here. This wasn't. This wasn't what it appears to be. In my well, opinion. I hope that you end up being right about that because that would be the better of all scenarios. I would rather crystal meth not be in anybody's candy, but that would be the best of all scenarios. There, there's something happening in the sports world that everybody's convinced is happening, and I don't think it is. And I'm being called a lunatic. So we'll we'll look into that into the juiced baseballs after getting you hooked up with this thousand dollars right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a t- 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. I want to thank again all the listeners who have been reaching out with their sports saying, hey, man, look, I don't always agree with you, but I still like the program. I want to thank you guys. I needed some of that today. A little reassurance never hurts anybody. I like there it. Big fan. Still to come is New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. There you're getting new BB Rexa. She's uh, enlisted the help of Florida Georgia Line for her song, Meant to Be. Then you're getting new Lady A, their song Heartbreak, and then brand new Foo Fighters. 
The Sky is a Neighborhood, and then after that, we'll pass out a pair of tickets for the Foo Fighters show July 25th out at Blossom. Now, those tickets officially go on sale Friday morning at 10. This is where it'll get a little confusing, but you can buy them this morning at 10 if you head over to the station's Facebook page. We're going to do an internet pre-sale. So starting at 10 a.m. this morning at the station's Facebook page, which if you haven't followed that, click, you know, follow on that. Also, the show's page as well. We would appreciate that. But you'll be able to buy them at 10 a.m. this morning or win your way in shortly after New Tour Tuesday. Something's been happening over the last, well, they say it's been a couple of seasons now. And I will admit that I don't watch as much regular season baseball as a lot of you. Okay, so maybe I don't, maybe I'm not that informed on this. I'll make room for it. But I've been hearing this juiced baseball argument for a while now. And I said yesterday, I was like, where were the juiced balls in game one when Kershaw was dominant and nobody could hit? Nobody, I mean, it's like nobody could hit. And, you know, again, my buddy Dustin, big sports guy, watches way more baseball than I do. And I was actually hanging out with him yesterday. And he said to me yesterday, he's like, dude, you're looking at one game versus the whole season. He's like, you can't just look at game one. You got to look at the whole season. And so I was listening to Nick Swisher yesterday, which is really difficult, by the way. Um, he's such a bro, it like kind of annoys me. But again, I was able to watch the whole thing. And he had made the claim, and I think he's right, that they hit like something like 2,000 more home runs this season than like even the steroid era. Yeah, I mean, I can remember it was probably three quarters of the way into the season. There was like 25 dudes with 30 plus homers. And it's like, dude, that's just not common. Even in the steroids era, it was certain dudes were, you know, bashing it. And certain dudes, Mark McGuire was knocking it out of the park. But the rest of the baseball was just like the rest of baseball. This seems to be like, yeah, more guys are able to do this. So I will give you that there's something a little, something a little iffy here, but I had maintained all season when I kept hearing this, that, I don't know, man. Like, now you got Rawlings and baseball coming together, and if they get caught doing this, you're 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 compromising the integrity of the sport. And, you know, baseball's very old and stoic, and they don't really – I mean, dude, you're not – I mean, like, yeah. you're not even allowed to celebrate in the game. So old and stoic that they turned their heads while dudes were shooting steroids into their ass. Well, okay. You know, um, <laughs> the ratings have been up this year. Um, People are claiming that baseball is going to have a renaissance because moms are scared to put their kids in football over CTE issues and more kids are playing, you know, youth baseball now. And that's why the ratings are going up. I never thought about it like that, but I guess that's a possibility. Sure. Um, I think there's a perfect storm against football right now. And I saw somebody. uh, No, there really is. Yeah, they, they, they compared NFL ratings for Pittsburgh versus Detroit versus game, I think, four of the World Series it was. And people were like, hey, World Series won. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, like, how would the World Series game game five or whatever not beat a week seven Sunday NFL football game? Of course it's going to Yeah, win. when games really matter, right. that's when you want to watch it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you can't compare the World Series in week seven. That's, that's not fair. So even the pitchers now are coming out and saying, look, something's going on with this baseball. Lance McCullers Jr., I hope I have that guy's name right says, it's 100% real. The balls are different. I don't know what the difference is. If you write with a number two pencil 10,000 times and somebody gives you a pen, you're going to know the difference. This is our craft. This is what we do. We know. We feel the ball. Something has changed. I'm surprised that he's saying something like that. They're also coming. I believe Dodgers pitchers come out and said something, too, that Verlander says the ball feels slicker. Well, I guess at that point, if... If they're quote unquote juicing balls, um, 
as long as you're doing it for both teams, wh- who cares, right? Yeah, but if you were going to do that, like, I don't know why you wouldn't say it. Like, what does baseball have to lose here? Like, look, this is what we're going to do. We have figured out a way to make the ball fly a little better. And so what we're going to do is we are going to do, football does this all the time. We are going to create rules and systems that will create more offense. I, I would assume that, much like a golf ball, different golf balls hit different, correct? Yes, and they've, they've right. changed the ball three or four times a professional. It's actually, some people want the ball to go back because guys like Dustin Johnson can hit it 400 yards Just now. they're crushing Yeah, it. and it makes the game a little too easy. Which I still find it to be incredibly difficult. Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, the point is, is if you were just upfront about this and did it during the offseason and were just like, hey, these are the new balls. This is what you guys are all using. Football does it all the time. Sorry, defense. People want to watch offense. That's, I mean, I don't know why baseball can't take a page from their book and just come out and be honest with people if they're, they're going to do it. To me, to have it be a controversy, to have Rawlings and MB, or I'm sorry, Major League Baseball in on it together, uh, are you really going to risk the league over that? I mean, I guess. I mean, it's ratings, it's money, and people want offense. People can talk about pitching duels all they want. What you want to watch is home runs. It's the most exciting play in baseball. Yeah, I mean, it's offense. It is. You, you know, you can be a defensive purist in basketball and talk about, you know, well, here's the breakdowns, but uh, John But you Q, like Steph Curry because he reigns three. John Q. Public right. is not that person. So, yeah, I mean, home runs definitely more exciting than, you know, a one to nothing game. I'm with you. As long as it's evenly dispersed, I don't care. No, no, I, I, it makes no difference to me at all. Why would it? But you're right. Why wouldn't you? That being the case, and I think a vast majority of people would be like, okay. Now well, everybody's talking baseball. Right. Why would you just come now out Now you got that? everybody debating whether or not it should be that way. Pinch it or no pinch it, right? It's like now you got one of these arguments in baseball that's got everybody paying attention to you. But if it comes out this way, now I Looks think. dirty, yeah. I, yeah, you look guilty of stuff. And you are guilty of stuff. And at this point, you know, you bring up the perfect storm against football in the NFL right now. You as the MLB, NBA, NASCAR, NHL, any of those organizations, even soccer and other sports, now is the time for you to make moves. And, like, now is the time for you to make that that, that bold statement of, hey, we want to make the games faster. We want to make the, you know, we want to make the, the games more exciting. We want more offense in our games. I think everybody's going to embrace that. But if you try to do it well, in the dark of night. Well, more well, more offense doesn't always make the game faster. That game the other night was five and a half right. hours long. You know what I mean? But, so, but at least with that. As most to, times it probably would. Even as, but as opposed to, like, a pitcher's duel. Even if it's not faster, it feels faster because there's more exciting. action. Boom, feels boom, exciting. Boom, 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 things happen. And that's what, I mean, again, Colin Coward's been on this for two years where he says, dude, baseball's not suffering a time of game issue. They're suffering a time of action issue. Right. And it's that, dude, the games are, the, the games are no, I mean, the, the, the hours isn't, the, it's just you're sitting there and nothing happens. You brought up this point when we were talking about it earlier, and I think it definitely bears some sort of conversation here, is that you go back 25, 30 years ago and you look at Major League baseball players versus who they are now and the difference in training the difference in just guys being bigger well, again, faster stronger Nick Swisher said yesterday on TV this is, I, I have to give him credit because this wasn't me I don't know enough about baseball to know this but Nick Swisher was like dude when I was growing up baseball players didn't lift we were told not to lift we were told you didn't want to be bulky you wanted to be thin you wanted to be lean you wanted to be able to get the bat around fast now he's like all these dudes are in the gym three four hours a day that's definitely part of it but again he feels like the ball's juice too I can't believe when's baseball going to send out like right like at some point you got to say something right 
You got players in the World Series, pitchers who were touching the ball saying this isn't right. You got three more games left, two, three more games left in the World Series. The NFL is a dumpster fire right in front of you. Just finish these next two games, guys. We'll address everything in the offseason. That's what I'm doing about MLB. Steve uh, tweeting into me telling me, they're de- they're not saying anything about this. It's so when a pitcher gets killed from a line drive, they they aren't responsible. That might be a little far. And ultimately, I, I I think that's why they would come out and tell you in case somebody gets hurt. That that way everybody knows going in what's happening here. I I'll be honest with you. I know players are saying it. I know that there was more home runs hit this year. I think it's also this maybe. We're not putting pitchers in game. I, I, dude, the analytics are moving pitchers around more. Guys are bigger, faster, stronger than ever before. I think it's a combination of things. I'm not ready to buy in on the juice ball theory just yet. I'm not. I, last time we talked about this in our MLB, somebody pointed out to me, analytics has changed the game in the sense of guys who have a runner on and one out are much more likely to swing for the fences now because analytically that's it tells the play you, that makes sense. It tells you you're going to score, right, so do this. Right. Yeah. As, as opposed to, you know, 25 years ago, guys were just trying to get back Sack, fly, move the guy to right. third. Right. And no, and there might be something to that. I think this is ultimately going to be a combination of a couple of things, and maybe I will end up being wrong in the end. But as, a, as we sit here right now on Halloween, I am not ready to buy in on the baseballs are juiced just yet. But I do like the idea for the sport. And if it ends up being true, I would sit here and say, you know what? That was probably pretty smart. Your, your game, it does need more offense in it. Juice the balls, cork the bats, do it. Who cares? Your, your game needs more offense in it. Waiting on you, hockey. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansbury Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock, rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new BB Rex stuff featuring Florida Georgia Line. Their uh, new song is meant to be. New Lady Annabellum, their song Heartbreak. And new Foo Fighters, The Sky is a Neighborhood. And then what we'll do is we'll pass out a pair of tickets for the Foo Fighters. After that, their show, July 25th, Blossom. Tickets go on sale Friday morning, 10 a.m. However, you can buy them early at 10 a.m. this morning at the station's Facebook page. They're going to do it like an internet pre-sale here at Rock 106.9. Very, very smart. I know there's still plenty of time for there to be another concert that comes up and be like, damn, dude, that's concert of the summer. But, like, how is Foo Fighters of Blossom not concert Going to be one of my favorite concerts of the summer just because of how much I like the band. And, I I mean, it seems like everybody on the Internet loves Dave Grohl. Like, whatever he does, people are like, oh, my God, Dave Grohl's the best. Oh, dude, no matter what, Foo Fighters have three hours of hits. There's no question about that. Huge catalog. Obviously very well-versed with other bands. I mean, I'm sure it's just going to be a uh, a rip-roaring good time there, Blossom. Awesome. Watch now as I say this, and half the audience freaks out and hates me. Okay. Better than Nirvana. Uh, yeah, at the very least, just based on uh, the amount Catalog of music alone. alone. Yeah, I Catalog mean, alone. That's, like, that's in the conversation of like Stones and the Beatles. It's like, well, the Rolling Stones had so many more albums, so many more, you know. Oh, I love the Beatles, but I don't think that competition's even close. I think the Rolling Stones are that much better. Really? Yeah, I think the... the I agree, the, but I think other people out there disagree. The Beatles, sure. I think, were maybe more influential for what they did. They kind of standardized the 4-4, kind of introduced people on how to, like, start with the chorus. Then the, you know what I mean? Like, they kind of built songwriting, but as far as, like, art that I enjoy more, the Rolling Stones, I think, are a way better band. But that's just, I mean, it's all opinion-based. Nobody's really right or wrong there. Um, But I I would take the Rolling Stones. 
Okay, so before the break, we were talking about juiced baseballs. All right. And, you know, I think this was something like 2,000 more home runs hit this year and, like, all this stuff. And, like, baseball people have been on this for a while. I'm not really a baseball like fan, I like postseason baseball. It can, the season can be a little long for me, so I don't. I haven't been paying as much attention to this as some of the people who listen to the program. But a listener of ours, Devin Wolford, wrote in and came up with an excellent point. Okay, he says, "I don't watch baseball, but if I'm right about this, fans keep the home run balls, right?" He's like, the ball's hitting the stand, the fan goes home with it. For the most part, yes. And I mean, whether it's a home run ball or a foul ball, or there's plenty of situations where even like the ball boy will toss a fan a ball. So he says, shouldn't this be easy? Let's track down a fan that got a home run ball from this World Series. Let's crack it open, see what happens. Not a terrible point. Is it something? How easy is that? Is it something that you would visually be able to tell that easily, or would it be like an inspection you kind of had to do? Now I, I don't, don't know what a baseball looks like. No, I don't know if the graphic I saw yesterday, and I wish I could remember where I saw it, so I could pull it up right now. But somebody had a graphic floating around online that showed the inside of a ball and what they would do. They would change like something in the core of it. And it would be like, I don't know if it's springs okay. or something in it, but there would be something in the core that would make it bounce off the bat a little bit better. But my guess is, Fantone, that if you cut a baseball in half that wasn't juiced and you cut one in half that was, that was altered, my guess is you would be able to see some of the differences in the two. But what a great observation, Devin. That is, I mean, that's as easy as I've ever seen anything explained away. Find, track a fan down, pay him the money, crack it open, and let's find out what's in the baseball. Couldn't be any easier than that. Today being Halloween. Yes, it is. So, like, things scary and dead things and all this stuff, oh right, are all the rage. And I don't know how this really relates, but there's a story coming out of Los Angeles that I'm taking issue with. All right. The L.A. County coroner has a gift shop. And I thought that that was not the best. I, I don't love that. And... For sale in the L.A. County Coroner's gift shop is a T-shirt that on the back of it says, Our bodies of work speak for themselves. And there's like four bodies chalk outlined with police tape like running through the middle of that. I mean, that's pretty graphic, right? I mean, I don't mean to be a puss and be like, oh, my God, I'm offended and I'm triggered because I'm not one of those guys. But there are things that are in bad taste. I mean, that's not in the best taste, right? Um... I don't necessarily have a problem with like, well, can you go there and like visit? It's not like Disney World, right? Like you can't just like, go, could I go in there and take a tour? Because if I can go in there and take a tour and I, there's I'm a sure they do the, high school tours, right? You know, if there's a gift shop on the way out, I mean, is there a cafeteria there? Is it like, is it like the zoo? Like, I mean, ah. should there be tours of the coroner's office? Um, I not, mean, I guess full disclosure and how those things well, work in the community. But, 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 I mean, but, but that's one thing to say, like, well, there should be a tour, like an inspection and inspections different than selling tickets. You know what I'm saying? Or even like an educational tour where it's like, hey, you know, the this is how we do this The community college. You know, hey, this is how this is how. OK, it, it, but that's different than like saying, like, hey, for fourteen ninety nine, you can come through here and tour it. They sell realistic body bags. Now, on the body bag, it says county corner It does not say L.A. So it's like kind of. Of like it, you, so you can tell it's not official, but it's got a real zipper on it. It's black the way they are. It's got the seal on it, and they just took L.A. off of it, and it just as kind of like I, honestly, like doesn't it? It just seems strange to me. I, I'm sure, much like 
any other, uh, you know, and I, I guess a coroner's office isn't necessarily a business, but like any other thing, they're probably dealing with budget restrictions. They're okay. probably looking for a chance to bring in extra revenue, therefore able to offer their services, you know, on, on a broader scale. So maybe that's one of the things. It's like, dude, you know, we've had budgeting cut back by 15% over the last three years. What the hell else are we supposed to do? Not have coroners here? Not have people taking care of the dead bodies? All right. But, like, I don't know, dude. I don't know if that's right either, dude. Our bodies of work speak for themselves. Like, at at some point, now, look, I don't care because I'm not somebody who gets offended easily. But isn't, I mean, dude, how many people die in L.A. every day? A lot, I would imagine. And aren't people going to be like, wait a minute, dude, that's my family member that you're just, like, putting on the back, that's dead, laying on the back of a T-shirt? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to put it through the filter of like, well, schools sell shirts, and like, you know, you go buy a Camp Police Department shirt right now. They don't sell the I survived like, Columbine. Yeah, like, they, it doesn't they don't. All right, that's fair. They don't that's have fair. like, yeah, the I survived Columbine shirt doesn't exist. Now, this should not come as any surprise to anybody, but they say that people love watching scary porn around Holly uh, around Halloween. Scary porn meaning. I guess it's stuff that's all themed around Halloween. They say searches for Halloween-themed porn slowly begin to rise on the 27th of October, skyrocket by today, the 31st, and they're calling it scary pornos. Now, apparently in 2016, searches containing the word costume increased 189%, and searches with the word scary went up 217%. Now, see here? Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm never typing scary into a porn search bar because I would be, and wait for it, scared of what might pop up ever because, dude, porn can get a little... Like graphic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it can get. A, I mean, honestly, it can get. It can move past. Like, man, that's hot, and into like, dude, don't do that to her. She doesn't really enjoy that. If you weren't paying her, she'd be hating that. It can get into that, and honestly, it can. Be, it can be a turnoff. Yeah, I mean, I've seen things where. Like, you know, there'll be like vampires or it'll be like, you know, zombies or it'll be or it'll be whatever, but not really my cup of tea. Anything, any porn that has like story to it where I have to like know what's like, all right, why are these zombies chasing this woman down? And now why are they doing that to her? Like, I probably don't need to be involved with in that. I'm not big into costumes either. I know a lot of people like that. Like, I'm surprised you're not. A lot of people, you know, want to see like, I don't know, Princess Leia getting stuffed out or whatever. And like... It's just not my cup of tea. Like, you know, there's parodies of everything, like Game of Thrones and Futurama and Stranger Things 2, and it's just like, ah, whatever. I just want to make it So, like, one of the things that, again, another big thing in porn right now is, like, anime. And so they'll take, like, cartoon characters and, like, video game characters, and they'll make, like... And I can't get into, like, anime porn. Like, I need real humans. Okay. That's just me. But I got to be honest with you. There's a video game I really, really like. It's called Overwatch. Okay. And I love Overwatch. And it's a first, it's like a shooter, but like a lot of the characters in the game are females. You know, and again, because, you know, that that's just kind of the way it is now. Right, because 13-year-old boys are buying video games, and it's like, <laughs> oh my God, look at boobs. Right. I'll buy it, yeah, I'll buy it. And so there's a couple of, like, women in this game that are supposed to be, like, the hot ones. Like, Diva is the one girl's name, and she's big in the cosplay porn, and I can't lie, dude. Like, I, I because of my fandom for Overwatch, I find myself going, yeah, dude, I kind of want some Mercy cosplay porn. I kind of want some May cosplay porn. I do, I kind of want it. So I don't know if that 
That's a good question. Does Halloween follow under the you don't masturbate on the holidays thing? Because that's the rule well, here at the Stansbury Show. No, it's Satan's holiday, dude. Come on, you masturbate all you want today. Yeah, it doesn't feel sad to me today. Like, yeah. that's my rule. Like, people always ask me, why do, you, why do you have this no masturbation rule on holidays? It's like, dude, Christmas and, like, Mother's Day, it just feels lonely and sad to me. Valentine's Day, no. President's Day, yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. Flag Day, run it up the pole. That's exactly, exactly <laughs> what you're supposed to do there. We will start New Tour Tuesday and get you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. On Rock 106.9. About to start New Tour Tuesday. Also about to get you hooked up with $1,000. Momentarily is when you'll get your next keyword. And we'll make you $1,000 richer than you were just earlier this morning. New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. Which, by the way, I went to the D. Snyder Show the other night. It was awesome. This Friday I'll be there again for uh, for Buckingham McVie, half Yeesh. of uh, Fleetwood Mac. Can't wait for that. A lot of good stuff going Very on. Very excited about that. Starting New Tour Tuesday with a top 40 song. This is B.B. Rexa, who I don't know. And uh, I'm assuming she, yeah, okay, has enlisted the help of country artist Florida Florida Georgia Line for this country ish artist. Fair country enough. Adjacent. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. The song is called "Meant to Be." Let's listen to that. This ain't kicking Baby, the dust lay up. on back and relax. Kick your pretty feet up on my dash. No need to go no. If a girl puts her feet on my dashboard, she's getting thrown out of the car. Not a big fan of that. In the Throwing you out of the car. car there. No, what dude, I, you got to wake them. Why would you want to have yeah. dirty feet up I just her? got that car a couple of months ago. You, you, th- <laughs> you think I want pinky toes all over my dashboard? Do you know how much armor all wipes are? No, put your feet on the floorboard. No need to go nowhere fast. Let's enjoy right here where we are. Who knows where this road is supposed to lead? We got nothing but time. Not have a good voice, but he has a hit-making voice. Like that they voice, both do. That voice yeah. just sounds like it's supposed to be something. I, I got to admit, they are a huge guilty pleasure band for me. Really, well, like they like they are so. What everybody says about Florida Georgia Line is one hundred percent accurate. It's dripping with cheese. Mm-hmm. It's really. I mean, it's awful. It's like it not. Is. It's like it's not real country. You're, no, it's not. dude. People are right about all of that, but secretly, dude, your boy listens to Florida Georgia Line a lot. Be all right. Sounds like more of an FLG song than a BB Rexo. Well, I was just gonna say, like, now do I know her? Would I know her? Like, is she known for anything else? Um, she's had some other songs. I don't know if there's any of them that are gonna jump off the page. Okay, at you. Right. Yeah, I, I doubt know. it because I don't even remember hearing her name. Chicks always with that. Oh, my ex-boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend. I guess maybe guys are just as bad about it, but it's like, God, I mean, I understand that you dated some losers, but like we all have. Let's get on. Move on. Like what? Right. What are we? What are we writing songs about? No, dude. Songs are the original memes. Oh, (laughs) that's the way that works. Don't jump puddles for people who wouldn't cross the ocean. That's a great chorus. Shut up. Sing it. She's got a pleasant sounding voice though. Yeah, she does. 
But, but, it's, but it's not there. They didn't nail it, right. Yeah, he is not a good singer. No, they have voices. Florida George Lyon, you have to keep them in their lane. Like, he's not going to be able to, like, host a show and be like, let fan members, like, call out songs and have him sing right, it. No, he no, could no. not do that. You're going to have to keep Florida George Lyon in their lane. Twitter telling me Florida Georgia Line is the chain smokers of country. Dude, I yeah. gotta tell you, that's a great analogy. Yeah. Well Can't put there. Cannot argue with that. That's a new BB Rexa featuring Florida Georgia Line meant to be fans. Don't give me the uh, vote there, buddy. It's a turd. Almost called it half a turd because there was potential in that chorus, and the Target shoppers will love that. That concept of it'll be, it's meant to be, but it just wasn't good enough. Almost a hit record, but not, and definitely not my cup of tea, so I'm calling it a turd. I agree with everything you just said. That song was a turd. It's a turd. Yeah, I agree. The chorus needed to be a lot better than that. I'm sorry about making you guys sit through that, so let's get you hooked up with $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get it. 106.9, nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday. We already played you a new BB Rexa featuring Florida Georgia Line, meant to be. Fantone and I agreed on that one that that was a turd, and it's because it was. That song, in my opinion, needed more BB Rexa and less Florida Georgia Line, I think. Yeah, meant to be flushed right there. Nice, nice. Well done, buddy. I like it. Now we have your official country song of the week. Here we go. This is from Lady Annabellum and their song Heartbreak. I better be able to get the thing stuck to this one, dude, because that last one, can't kick the dust up to that. This doesn't sound like a lot of dust is going to be moving around. time now. Put a dipper in. Now, she does have a good voice. Um, I believe Natalie is her name, okay. and she does have a pretty decent voice. I think Natalie Rains is her name. Okay. I enjoy her. Oh, a strong, independent woman song right here. All right. Let's yeah, somebody just broke her heart. <laughs> a little Rachel yep. Patton fight song. I like yeah, it. Yeah, boyfriend right. just slept with your best friend. All we right. get it. Pay my own tab with my own cash. Unattached. 
Dude and Lady Antebellum, or is it oh, all yeah. chicks? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. it's too. like her and a guy, and then the, there's the other dude who plays guitar that nobody cares about. It's the dude who sings. Is he, like, obviously in love with her? I always feel like that's the case when you've got bands like this, where it's, like, a hot chick up front, and he's just, like, singing to her. Oh, I wonder. I never thought about that I'm with that. I would assume so. But... Okay, maybe. Oh. I think it's more likely he's in love with her husband. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's time to take a heartbreak. They do some songs as duets and some songs not. He might not be in this. Oh, she's taking a break from her heart. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. All right. That course is already better than BB Rex's. Now, again, I've always kind of liked this band a little bit more than I think most straight dudes would. Okay. And uh, and I I remember I went and saw them over the summer. My friend Jessica is a huge Lady A fan. And so the tour came, and I was like, all right, I'll call a couple of people, and I'll see if I can grab a you know, pair of tickets. Sure enough, I was able to procure those. Thanks again to Blossom for that. And we went, and I, and I posted it from the show. I said, this band, to me, is like all I hear is watered down Fleetwood Mac. And I love Fleetwood Mac. And so, again, I don't know why I'm supposed to hate this because that is what it is. I mean, that's just you can tell they studied the Fleetwood Mac formula and were like, let's make a country version of this. have to really make that decision of like, all right, I'm going to take a break from my heart right now because I feel like most dudes like wish they, you know, it's like once you get broken up with or you're single or for whatever reason, all we're doing is looking for another opportunity to get a, you know, to, to, to smash something. Like well, that's all we do. She packed on like 40 pounds. It might okay. have not have been her choice. <laughs> okay. All right. Right. I mean, maybe not. It's just a little face. Give me a little space. You might see through it, but I'm putting on a poker face. Give a red. She can sing though. Yeah, she has a nice voice. They didn't put him in here. You can hear somebody harmonizing in the background, but yeah, but I mean, normally they Get verse it out together. Yeah, yeah, and it would be a very easy song for him to for for a guy to come in and sing the counter to and that. have the right, other side, right, right, right? Yeah, I mean, she's a much better singer than he is normally, so maybe that's what this is. But I, I would have thought they would have done that. Take a heartbreak. 
going to find its place because people feel like that. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's been there. Where it's like, you know what? The opposite sex right now, you can all go to hell. Like, everybody's been in that position at some point in their life. I feel like most dudes are just like, I don't care. Who cares how toxic you are? I just want to touch them. Oh, you know, like, uh, really? I, I mean, boobs. yeah, I mean, maybe. I just, I uh, maybe I'm different, but I have definitely been in a place where, like, coming out of a relationship where it's like, dude, get every single one of those things away from me because they're all nuts. Now, of course, that's crazy, and you're painting with a broad brush there, but, like, it, it I do feel people uh, will connect with that on some level. Fans, don't give me the vote there. Eh, half a turd. I'm right in the middle there. It, I don't think it's going to be like a smash takeover record, but it'll find its way on the radio, and I don't think that it's necessarily like a song that I hated, but at the same time, I'm not going to spin that. I'm not going to go home and be like, yeah, you know what I really want to listen to, but I can recognize a decent song right there, so I'm going to call it a halfer. Man, we uh, agree again Good. here because I, again, like the band, I feel like the song is going to find its audience. It's not necessarily for me, but like you make a women empowerment song in 2017 and add a country flair to it, that song will go number one. Eh, it's half a turn. The only thing I'm going to say about it is, though, is like, why did you why did you say, well, I'm going to take the summer off or I'm going to be single all summer? Dude, it's it's Halloween. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, what, for, dude, for, for that to be the release now, right. I, I wonder, maybe what the label knows is it might take a little while for songs to catch on. And sometimes in this industry, Fantel will know this, some of you might not, a song will come out one time a year, it won't catch, and then the label will like actually push it, it back out again in the summer, and then all of a Son, you got a hit on your hand. That may happen, but that was half a turd. You're getting brand new Foo Fighters and then tickets for their show next on Rock 106.9. Back to the Stansberry Show. Everybody shut up and listen! Kansas Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. forgot what the name of the program was. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Oh my God, without coffee, I can't spell my name. I um I did see a meme today I like that says if you're still trying to figure out what to dress up for Halloween, try the person you pretend to be on Facebook. <laughs> that one I liked a lot. That was well done. Nearing the end of New Turd Tuesday, we already played you the new BB Rexa featuring Florida Georgia Line meant to be. What did we vote there? Turd? Uh, yeah, I, I believe we voted turn on that one. Lady Annabellum Heartbreak, we both voted half. Not necessarily for us, but will find its audience in country radio for sure. And we have new Foo Fighters for you. And we're also going to pass out a pair of tickets for the show. Now, this is this is really important. Tickets officially go on sale Friday morning, 10 a.m. Right. But you can get them at 10 a.m. this morning via the station's Facebook page, Rock 1069's Facebook page. Log on to that, and at 10 a.m. we're doing an internet presale. Yeah, you probably just got paid, too, so now's the time to act. Don't wait and be like, oh, well, maybe, man, man, I'll get one later in the summer. No, buy your tickets now. You have something to look forward to in July. So, yeah, absolutely. There July 25th at Blossom. Sorry, I was reading a message from a listener. I shouldn't Sorry. do that. Sands breaking and, over there. He's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, let's send them on in. So this is new Foo Fighters. Uh, the song is called The Sky is a Neighborhood. I didn't really love the last album. It was good, not... But again, they've been a band 15 years. Like, sooner or later, things aren't going to be as good as like some of the earlier stuff. It's just the way it is. And Dave Grohl has been put on such a pedestal recently. Anytime that it's not like 100% fire to me, I'm like, oh, well, I thought Dave Grohl was so great. I yeah, no, Grohl that's fair. So that's not his fault. That's the audience's fault. Yeah, that is it's true. a little bit my fault. Nothing's your fault. Yeah, thank you. It's the way I live my life. A bluesy or something there, right? Mm-hmm. Which I like that kind of thing in rock music a lot. Is that him singing? 
Sounds like it sounds like he's changing his voice, but yes, I I, I do believe that is still Dave Grohl there. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Lights coming up they didn't make the mistake of letting Taylor sing again, did they? No, that's yeah, yeah. Very unproduced sound from them, and I like that. I like Dave Grohl just kind of sounding like he's singing into a microphone as opposed to like being mastered. It, you know, not a, not afraid to go against the grain, Dave Grohl. Again, one of the things I like about him. being asked if this is a cover so i've googled it and i'm not seeing anything that says it is it a cover uh, according to wikipedia it is a song by the american rock band foo fighters it is released as the second single from their ninth album so as far as i know this is not a cover but i don't know for sure that same wikipedia article um song inspired by uh, astrophysicist neil degrassi tyson who by the way i heard has just been accused of raping a former grad student Jeez. yeah i read that last night I don't. I haven't seen anything else about it. But. Like he's trying to go the route of, and I love bands like this, like the Tours and like things like that. And like, um, what's that band out of uh, the Black Keys? Like he's, it sounds to me like he's trying to go down that rabbit hole. And I love bands like that, but it's not as good as some of that stuff is. Song definitely sounds deconstructed. Like it's very like gritty sounding. This may be something that earworms me. We're first listen because it's not a polished hit. I may go, eh, and then down the road I might end up loving it. says, you might hate me for this, but for some reason, the Foo Fighters come off as the modern day Tom Petty to me. I can't explain why. Well, I will tell you that, I mean, Tom Petty had Dragoon Dave uh, Dave Grohl to play drums in that band, and Dave grew up a fan of Tom Petty. He almost became the drummer for Tom Petty and then decided, no, I'm not going to do that. And that's when he went in the studio and released the first Foo Fighters record. But he, I mean, he was going to take that job.
I don't think that's uh, certainly not an insult to either one of those bands. No, if you told Dave Grohl, hey man, your songs are reaching people on the level Tom Petty was, he would say thanks. I mean, you've got uh, you know obviously huge catalogs of music, um, bands that are still very uh, credible in the sense of like rock enthusiasts like mm-hmm. the bands, but at the same time, mass appeal without without yeah. losing that you know what I mean? Yeah, without losing that cool factor. You're right about. That. Capable of experimenting, but also capable of making, like, smash hit records. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, a real artist. Fine comparison there, whoever that was. See, he's just getting lost now, though, right? Listener of ours, Dave, it's got the album, and he said, Sansbury, you nailed it. He's like, when I got the album, I listened to it all the way through a couple of times, and I hated this song. Now I absolutely love it. This song will earworm you. You nailed it. And I, I think he's probably right about that. So there's new Foo Fighters. The sky is a neighborhood. Fanto, give me the vote. Not a turd. Um, Foo Fighters, not a band that I'm obsessed with. I know a lot of people like you know put them very high up on their list, but like that was a quality offering from them. I feel like um, it makes me kind of excited. Of like, I think this is what their ninth, tenth album, something like that, coming out. Ninth, I believe. And, uh, dude, if you still have songs like that coming out in the ninth album, I feel like you're probably gonna be, be pretty decent there. So I'm saying Foo Fighters, not a turd. I would, uh, I would have to agree. I'm gonna vote not a turd. Not a turd. I'll be honest with you. First listen, I don't love it, but I know what's going to happen. I believe. It will earworm me. I should make people aware of this before passing out these Foo Fighters tickets. Okay. That the reports are now that Hugh Jackson and the coaching staff are furious with the front office. Apparently, the, the coaches worked well into the night last night, and the front office left at 5 p.m. Yeah, trade deadlines today, I think, at 5 o'clock. Right. So, like, yeah, you probably needed to put in some hours last night, put on a second pot of coffee. Fair. <laughs> if it were me, Fair. if it were me, I would throw... Sashi Brown and Podesta out, and I would get that. I would get the front office out, and I would keep the coach that wanted Wentz, wanted Watson, who wanted Garoppolo, who wanted to make the trade for Garoppolo. I would see because what I'm seeing from Hugh Jackson is he can obviously spot quarterback talent. He wanted all the guys that are better. The front office is the one that told him to take Kaiser. So they gave him a second-round guy. I'm not going to blame Hugh Jackson for not being able to mold a second-round guy into a you know a certifiable you know franchise quarterback in seven, eight games. I'm not going to blame Hugh Jackson for that either, but you are what your record says you are. That's fair. And at this it, point, it, there's no use in firing him midway through the season. It's not like moving Greg Williams in is going to turn into wins or anything. If I'm, if I'm Jimmy Haslam, 
I look at Hugh Jackson and I say, bro, you got eight games in front of you. You need to win one, maybe two, if you want to keep your job. Fantone said to me during the break earlier today, he's like, dude, if you go, if he goes 0-16 this year, you, you have to yeah. move him. And honestly, I would have to agree there. As a guy who was kind of a Hugh guy, kind of been on his side, but I just... The guy wanted all the quarterbacks that you wish you had on your team right now. Your head coach, the guy you want to throw out in the middle of the street, is the guy who wanted those quarterbacks. Sashi Brown and a baseball dude think they knew better, thought they knew better, and they don't. And if that's true, if they left last night at 5 o'clock the day before the trade deadline, dude, you're not all in. You're not. You're just stealing money. Which is very reminiscent to me of when we got that guy. I forget his name now off the top of my head. Jeez, I'm drawing a blank. But the guy from uh, Green Bay. Um, uh, not Lombardi. Um, no, 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 the other big fat dude. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike Holmgren. Yeah, Mike Holmgren. All that guy did was steal Brown's money. And I feel like that's what's happening in the front office now. What a complete and utter joke that whole thing has become. So people have been asking me time and time again, what's the phone number I need to call for these Foo Fighters tickets? This happens more at this radio station than any other place I've ever worked. The phone number is 1-800-243-7625. We'll take caller number 20 at 1-800-243-7625 on Foo Fighters tickets. However, if you don't win those, you can buy them early via the station's Facebook page, Rock 1069's Facebook page. You should be liking and following that already, but if you're not, that's where the internet presale will start taking place at 10 a.m. this morning. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. If you missed anything from today's show, make sure you podcast it at WRQK.com. You guys have an awesome afternoon. See ya. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.